Welcome to another episode of Cannon Calls. I'm your host, Jake McAtee, and this week is a special one, as I have a good friend on to talk about all that is happening in China in relation to the persecution of Christians there, especially with what's going on with Early Rain Church and their pastor. To protect the church and folks involved there, we've left out his name. And so, without further ado, meet my good friend. Okay, welcome to another episode of Cannon Calls. I have <laughs> I have a good friend of mine. Can I say that? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say, uh, are they going to stalk yeah, my Yeah, a good friend of mine. Yeah, no. Okay, a good friend of mine yeah. who does mission work in China, and enough of it that we can't even really use his real name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. I know, it is it's thrilling. Serious. It's thrilling. Yeah. Actually, before I even did my first episode, I asked you. I was like, dude, we got to have you on for yep. sure. We got to get like like the, the black market views <laughs> on this on this thing. So, dude, thank you so much for, for coming on. Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm okay, really, so. Really, really honored. Mission work in China. NBA stuff happening. I guess that's kind of blown over. The NBA season has started, so I feel like people have forgotten. Yeah. But we got to see, there was this season of seeing like <laughs> NBA players and coaches so compromised. Right. Like on this issue. And so that happened for a bit. Um, what is happening in China? Yeah. So a lot of this is is tied to the, I mean, to the government, to Xi Jinping, who's the, who's the president of, of China, and the Communist Party. So before Xi Jinping came to power, uh, how many years ago was that now? That was like four years, five years ago. Uh, I should have looked this up. Um, yeah, it was maybe maybe five, five. I'm gonna say five or six. Uh, no, more than that. It was uh, six or seven years ago. Anyway, a few number, a few, few years ago. Yeah, he uh, um, when he first came to power, everybody was uh, pretty hopeful that he was going to bring good reform. He, he like Trump, he had this platform of uh, of clearing the swamp, you know, and. And you know, and when he first came to power, he did. He 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 got rid of a lot of corrupt officials, sent them to prison, and everybody's like, "Well, good. You know, this this is going to be a good president." And Christians too were very hopeful that he was going to you know even bring more openness to the church. Before him, Hu Jintao, he he was relatively he was okay in terms of putting pressure on you know uh, uh, putting pressure and you know oppression uh, on the uh, on the church and on the Chinese people. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't that stiff stiff armed, but um, when Xi Jinping came to power, they thought, okay, now it's gonna get it's gonna get even better. Uh, he seemed he seemed to, you know, be um, be a friendly guy and you know a man of the people. And this first first couple of years, that's that appeared to be the case, and then it became clear why he was clearing the swamp. And uh, he wanted to get rid of all opposition, put his own people in power that would, you know, that would support. Now it, it, it appears that you know, he is, he's wanting to be the next Mao Zedong. And this became most clear in, uh, let's see, so this was in, uh, so I'm, a ter- I'm terrible with, with dates. Um, so it was either, <laughs> e- either at the, be- the beginning of 2018 or the end of 2017. Um, he actually modified the constitution 
and put his own name in the Constitution, uh, Xi Jinping thought. And this was written into the Constitution. And, um, and the only other, you know, it, it was clear from that that he's wanting to sort of establish himself as this, this new emperor, essentially. So a lot of people, a lot of uh, critics will call him Emperor Xi now. Uh, and so, so this has a lot of ramifications, and uh, we're seeing some of that with you know with the trade war and the the whole NBA situation. So the NBA situation is tied to what's going on in Hong Kong. Okay. And and in Hong Kong, so when Hong Kong was handed back over to the Chinese government, uh, they made a deal with the Communist Party that uh, they could have their own autonomous police force court system, uh, essentially kind of rule themselves, but they would still be part of China. And, uh, and this was a, it was a 50-year deal, so it's, uh, I think it was 50 years um, where they could be autonomous. And uh, so they call this the, uh, the one country, two systems policy. And, but uh, uh, there was a law that was passed that the, the Chinese government tried passing that said we can try Hong Kong people in mainland courts. And so this was, this China, Hong Kong people said, no, this, you're overstepping the boundaries. You know, we, we're, you're, uh, our deal is that we get to have our own system. And so this was what sparked the protests um, because Hong Kong people were saying, no, we don't, we aren't, we, are, we don't belong to that, to the Communist Party. We have our own, our own system. And, um, and so this was this was one way of of the Communist Party of Xi Jinping trying to get his foot into Hong Kong, his foot in the door, and uh, sort of start exercising rule over over Hong Kong. And um, and so uh, the, and then and then the NBA and NBA uh, he was the owner was he the owner of the basketball team or the commissioner commissioner okay um, he. Uh, Oh no! It wasn't the commissioner. It was. It was. It wasn't the commissioner of the NBA. the The first tweet. It was a tweet. Oh yes, from sorry. The, yes, uh, I forget his name. Uh, anyway, I'm not. I'm not, an, I'm not a sports guy at all. I don't follow the NBA. So <laughs> I think he's like just an office guy. Uh, was he an office yeah, guy? Yeah, okay. Right. I, I, it seems it, like he was. The a, NBA, he but was. But he was. He yeah. was. He was one of the teams, and and he put out a tweet supporting the supporting Hong Kong, saying, "You know, I, go go Hong Kong." I forget exactly exact words, and. Uh, and so the Communist Party then came back and said, uh, you, we're, we're going to ban you from China now. <laughs> uh, because in their eyes, if you say, you know, go Hong Kong, you are, it's, it's a slap in the face and you know, slap in the Communist Party's face and Xi Jinping's face. Um, and, uh, and so they, they banned him. And then the commissioner of the NBA kind of came out and kind of flip flop he 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 didn't want to he didn't want to commit to either side and so everybody just kind of hated him <laughs> yeah and uh and there was threats of you know banning the whole nba then from china and um all of this while several nba teams are there right 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 and, and lebron james was in china in china and yeah. What's important to know too is that the NBA, in my estimation, I've talked, I've asked other Chinese people too, but uh, and they agree with me that the NBA is more popular in China than it is in the U.S. Wow, uh, it's huge there. I mean, it's a, it's part of Chinese culture now. I mean, of 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 you know pop culture for for young people especially. Um, you know, everybody watches it. People love basketball, 
And uh, and so it, it was a big deal that the the Communist Party would want to be willing to you know ban it from from China and uh, and risk upsetting so many so many people. Yeah, uh, yeah. T- you you had a post on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that's like <laughs> I that's saw right. a post on Facebook. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. Cool. The post on Facebook that you talked about. That could maybe be something strategic rather than seeing this as like, please don't ban us. Obviously, the reason that the NBA is compromised in this is because billions. Right. Huge billions, market. Billions, Huge billions, market. Billions. Yeah. So you had a take, though, that kind of went the other way and using that as leverage with the culture. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, um, I think if the NBA before it's kind of in some sense it's kind of too late now because it, it, just like with any negotiations you know who's the you you want to be the you don't want to be the guy on the defensive side you know you you want to be the guy that's on the offense making the first the first move and they lost the opportunity to do that um but at the time i thought before before the government would come out and officially you know try and ban the nba or ban you know one of the teams um that they should say the nba should say we are going to uh, of their own initiative say we're we're going to leave china if you don't allow us allow free freedom of speech if you don't allow our our players and our coaches to speak f- freely on you know their political opinions then we are going to uh, we're we're going to leave and if they did that i think and if the if the communist party said you know okay <laughs> Okay, fine, fine, leave. Yeah, if they, um, regardless of, of, you know, if the Communist Party said, okay, okay, you, you, we don't leave, you know, then that's, that's a win. And if they said, fine, leave, we don't want you here, then I think that would turn a lot of Chinese people against the Communist Party, against the government. Um, and right now, it's um, the, if you ask the average man on the street, you know, their views of, you know, do you like the police or do you like the Communist Party? Um, most people, have kind of a uh, just a, a very uh, they don't have very strong opinions about it. It's as long as they can basically live their own lives, you know, get a get a job, earn money, you know, raise a family. Like uh, they don't really have strong opinions about it. But they but generally, like people admire freer country, you know, admire America for the for the, the democracy and all of that. Um, but the the Communist Party's sort of overreach doesn't get into their daily lives the average person's daily life that much they don't experience you know they don't have they do have like you know cameras everywhere on the streets but they don't have somebody you know uh knocking on their doors and you know i don't know meddling in their in their normal day affairs taking down their carmelo anthony posters yes but see if that and then but if that started happening i think i think they would lose a lot of popular support and once you lose the popular support you're in big trouble so um, and this is why, like, communist countries, especially like the 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 media department, the uh, the public relations department, is so essential. It's so important because you have to control the narrative, the public narrative, you know, the narrative that's going out to the public, what's what's happening, and uh, uh, and they have you know complete control of social media uh, in in China, and so they can form public public opinions really easily. Um, uh, but you know, they, there's not going to be an easy way to explain that if the if the NBA just said, yeah, we're gone, you know, right, we're gone. So, 
but it's kind of it's in some sense it's it's a little bit too late for that. But I think there's still a lot of positioning that the NBA could do. Uh, but the but they have kind of it has kind of blown over in some the NBA situation has kind of blown over the they had um, a few games there recently and they they didn't uh, the government didn't allow it to be um, publicized. Uh, but they're like huge turnouts at the games, you know, like all the fans were there. And so, uh, you know, that I think the government has just kind of tried to brush it, brush it aside. Now, are those games played in Hong Kong? Uh, no. So they they were played in mainland. So the, I, there was one in Shanghai that I know of and one in Guangzhou, uh, but they're played played in mainland China. Okay. Okay. Um, so I want to ask more about the modern stuff but can you maybe give me a brief history of maybe the government opposition to christians in china i know that like i think we've had this conversation before where that used to be the go-to example christians in china or the house churches in china yeah like growing up in whether it was youth group or sunday school or whatever and then i remember getting into college and then hearing some hot takes about like no it's not actually that way anymore you know, actually, it's not as quite as oppressive. And some of that was just sort of Christians reveling in the, we live in the, ex, you know, we live on the margins right. kind of thing. And so then I was like, okay, maybe it's not. And then now it's unmistakable. So uh, you've had some experience, I hear, with this kind of thing. So what what, what was the, what's the reality, I guess? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> the history of Christianity in China is kind of, it's quite complicated and long. Um, but before 1800s, there were essentially three three waves of missions in China, and uh, starting uh, Christianity first came to China in like 680 ish during the Tang Dynasty, and these in these three waves, what uh, uh, was first Nestorian Christians uh, and then Catholics, um, and the strategy at the time was essentially convert the emperor. If you convert the emperor. They were they were they were trying to imitate kind of what happened in Europe. So like you know how did Europe become a Christian nation? Well, the emperor became a Christian, and then you know, voila, and so that was kind of their strategy, and it failed all three times. Um, Can I know at least like one like how did they how would they have proposed to get to the emperor? Well, I mean, yes, like... well, and at that time it was a little bit easier because foreigners were they had uh, you know, the foreigners were a, a you know a um, a strange people you know like ooh, a, a white man oh, you know it, that it, kind it, of thing yeah and um and they came as representatives i mean they had you know high the missionaries who came were weren't just the average you know sure the average joe they were they were high officials in the in the catholic church and they were come came as ambassadors you know of 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 the western world and they came with uh one of the ways they tried to woo the emperor was with you know, Western science and civilization. And so they'd bring maps, world yeah. maps, yeah. you know, wow, this yeah. is what the world looks like, you know, or they bring some fancy cuckoo clock or something, you know, and like, wow. That, <laughs> There's a gravity formula. Like you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, how can you resist that? You know, this, these people, wow, something's happening over there. And so they succeeded all, all the, in these three waves, missionaries succeeded in, in, in become, you know, working their way up and living in the courts and having, you know, talking with the emperor. Um, the first one, Alopin is his name, in, in the Tang Dynasty, he was appointed like, like 
it was like what was it called archmage of china or something it was like like a really really super high position and uh <clears throat> um and so they were successful in that regard and and even uh you know they they got to the point where the emperor said oh this sounds like a decent religion you know but it just didn't it didn't take root and um and then uh any takes on why before you move on yeah uh and this is kind of tight i think it's because um and this would i i'm learning this from i'm getting this from uh uh one of the pastors we can talk about pastor wang yi he was he's He's a very uh, influential pastor in China, and uh, he's known in part for his his ability to kind of critique culture, Chinese culture from a Western and history from a Western perspective. And and his take, and I I think it makes a lot of sense, is that they avoided the cross. So the 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 God that they preached, um, and this was intentional. This was intentional as well. There's um, Pascal, Blaise Pascal, uh, during his time, he 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 wrote. Uh, in his provincial letters, he actually wrote a letter critiquing the Jesuits uh, for uh, the, in the the way that they would um, do ministry, and they the, there was uh, one big obstacle for the missionaries was rights. Um, so we call this the rights controversy. Um, and for example, the, the, it was common you had to sacrifice to Confucius. You know, you get at these temples, you sacrifice to Confucius, or you sacrifice to your dead ancestors. This was a part of Chinese culture, and the question is, well, if, you, if you're a Christian, can you still do this? And the Jesuits said, uh, uh, "Sure." <laughs> and so Pascal says, you know, they would they would put a, a cross, a crucifix inside of their the Jesuits would tell them, put a crucifix inside of your your cloak, your your cloak or whatever. And when you're in the temple worshiping Confucius, direct your worship toward the crucifix you know, toward the image of Jesus inside of your clothes you know and so like they would use these very you know sort of crafty schemes to try and avoid conflict with Chinese culture and and Pastor Wang Yi says that was the problem was they 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 tr- they didn't want they didn't bring the gospel into direct conflict with Chinese culture and this was especially true with the emperor okay and so in Chinese culture the they had this long history of essentially emperor worship. Um, the emperor is called in Chinese the son of heaven, mm. and he is like the mediator, <laughs> you know, like 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 yeah. Jesus. He's right. he's he's the mediator between the people and God, and um, uh, and so he so in the political realm, there's there's uh, Pastor Wang. He he will he uh, lays it out this way that there's three levels of worship. There's the political realm. There's the cultural realm. So in the political realm, you worship the emperor. In the cultural realm, you worship Confucius. And then in your sort of private realm, you worship ancestors. And uh, and they just they, the the early missionaries just wanted to avoid creating conflict in the culture, and so they just preached a glorious God who created beautiful Western civilization. And and they did. They weren't willing to suffer. They weren't willing to. Um, you know, bear their crosses and and possibly, you know, be kicked out of China because they weren't, you know, refused to kowtow to the emperor. Uh, but what, eventually, then what happened during the Qing dynasty, which was the last dynasty, of, you know, traditional dynasty of China, um, there was a, a 100 years of um, uh, where they banned Christianity. Um, and 
this this hap this what sparked this was an envoy an ambassador a British envoy came to China to try and establish trade relations, and uh, a guy named McCartney George McCartney, um, and this was in the late 1700s, and uh, they you know, the Emperor Qianlong he he's he was really happy oh good you know he's coming to see my greatness you know, and uh, the People were telling him, "Okay, when you see him, here's what you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta kowtow to him. You gotta prostrate yourself before him." And and they have in Chinese, they have uh, what is it? Um, it's like you, you, uh, you kneel down three times, and then you 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 kowtow. You put your head on the ground nine times or something. They have this, you know, this formula. And he said, "I'm not, I'm not gonna do that." He said, "Yeah, first of all, I represent the, you know, my king, the king of Britain, and and my king can't kowtow to your king." But also, I'm a Christian, and I don't even count out to my own king. We, we, worship, we worship God. And so this kind of, he said, okay, get out of here. We don't want you. So this, this was, you know, kind of sparked a, an animosity toward Christianity. And uh, so there's this 100 years of where they, they banned Christianity. And it was during this time when, uh, when a guy named Robert Morrison was the first Protestant missionary in China. And so he came. To uh, southern China, and um, and it was all, it was illegal for him to come, but he he did it, and he was and he illegally learned Chinese and started an you know illegal church, house church. It was a very different form than what had previously happened. You know, it wasn't it wasn't go to the emperor and trying to win his favor. It's sneak into the country, um, and uh, and the the Protestants what the Protestants did they're they're uh, their mission strategy was much different. It wasn't go to the emperor, it was go to the people. And so there was this, instead of this move northward toward the capital uh, in Beijing, it was move westward to the you know, inland China. And so like Hudson Taylor, this was his big thing, the China inland mission. They were, they were trying, they wanted to bring the gospel into the, to the, to the mainland China. And, uh, and so there was, there was a, a period of, of, uh, of a lot of um, resistance to Christianity and missionaries, you know, getting killed, and and the Opium War kind of opened up the, the China a little bit, and uh, um, and they made uh, part of the agreement was that missionaries were allowed to, you know, to do work in China, um, and so things gradually over time got got better, and as the as the missionaries were willing to, you know, s- suffer for the gospel and and die, um, and and Move, move inland, and and live the difficult life, not living in the palace, you know, with the emperor. Um, the gospel started to take root, and so there was there was before 1949, there was a flourishing of China of Christianity, um, in China. There was Christian colleges, um, uh, you know, not not just what was the year again? Sorry. Before 1949. Okay. So this is before the communists took over. Yeah. Um, so after the 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 um. The uh, Qing Dynasty ended. Um, there were actually two Christian rulers in China, wow. which people don't even recognize. You know, people think, well, "What would happen if, if you know, the Chinese president was a Christian?" Well, <laughs> there were there were already two before the Communist Party. There were two uh, Sun Yat-sen and uh, uh, Chiang Kai-shek were both Christians, professing Christians, um, and uh, during this uh, this time, it was a, it was relatively a uh, good time for for the church and 
uh, they were not just making inroads into the villages, into the n normal life of the people, but there were officials in the government, you know, and becoming Christians. Uh, and then the communist revolution, you know, happened and communists came to power in 1949. And this is when things started to change. In the beginning, <clears throat> um, it, it didn't happen immediately. But what the communists did at first to try to um, uh, control, I mean, part of communist ideology is like the government has to control every aspect of life. You can't have some any independent group of people doing their own thing outside of your oversight. And so you have to, you have to find ways to control. So the way that they tried to control the church was um, to uh, sort of require, they, they created essentially a national church. Um, so they did one for Catholics and then for Protestants. And, and the, the Protestant government church is called the, the Three Self-Patriotic Church. Um, and they required all of the Christians to sign, all the pastors, you have to sign up for this, this Three Self-Church. And um, so they got them to sign in. Then there was, uh, there was this, and at the time, it appeared to be okay. Like there wasn't any clear, you know, uh, theological, uh, other than the, the idea of you know, Caesar over the church or not. That, that, but it, that, that wasn't, in most Christians' minds, that wasn't an, an issue. Um, and then the Three Self Church, there was a, it, was, it was kind of broken off during the, um, what we call the Cultural Revolution, which was this really terrible period where most of us know this is when Mao Zedong was at his worst and lots of people killed, lots of people killed, all the educated, the, the, the Red Army, the, he got the young people to sort of rise up and, and persecute their elders, you know, the, the learned people. And so all the, all the learned people were sent to the farms in Western China uh, and, you know, they had to labor on these, on these farms and the, all, all religion was wiped out and to the point of, where Mao Zedong's wife said something like, the, you know, we're only going to see a Bible in the History Museum now or something like that. And um, so it was, uh, it was a really bad time for the church. <clears throat> and, uh, and this is where you get all the stories of the, you know, the, the martyr, the, the blood that was shed, and how this is when the big revival of Christianity happened was during this, this about 10 years of, of severe persecution. and. Uh, um, so when, I mean, the, 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 this is in stark contrast to what happened with the, the early missionaries in China who were trying to convert China through the emperor, what this great revival that we care about, you know, this huge rise in the numbers of Christians didn't come before the, it wasn't, it wasn't even that period of relative peace before the communists took over. It was during this, the most severe persecution against Christians during these, these 10 years, this, when they're taking up their cross to follow Christ. This is when the church flourishes, and and this is where we get the house church. They're they're meeting secretly in these houses in the in the villages, and uh, and so after so after the revolution, uh, uh, the the cultural revolution uh, ends, you've got tons of new Christians out in the villages, um, and the communist party realizes, okay, we made some mistakes, so they give relative freedom again to Christians, but they reestablish this three self church. And it's still, according to the law, you know, the only recognized church, the only legal church is, is the three self church. So all Protestants are still required to join this, but most of these, uh, 
house churches, you know, wouldn't wouldn't join it. They're they're still kind of meeting secretly, um, and uh, and so there's after um, after you know from the, the from the the you know late seventies through the eighties um, and through the nineties, the government doesn't you know that they want to try and sort of wash their hands of the cultural revolution all, yeah. all that stuff and so there is this relative this period of relative peace um where legally in china the house churches are still illegal you know according to the law they're they're illegal the only legal churches are, are these um government approved churches the, the three self church um but most christians aren't going to those and the government isn't doing anything about they're just tolerating it um and this was true um, through the time of Xi Jinping. I mean, before Xi Jinping, uh, there. Uh, so you you would hear stories about all oh, the poor persecuted Christians in China. But the Christians in China at the time were like, "What are you talking about? Like, where we meet freely? I've, ne- I've never seen the police. You know, police never come to our church. You know, we we meet freely. So, for the most part, I mean, Americans, their idea of how oh, the church in China has has been cultural revolution China with, you know, all the beatings and all of that. And that just hasn't been the experience for Christians. And, um, but now things are starting to change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, and that happened with when he was elected. Right. So the few, a few years after he was elected and um, that's when these uh, the policies changed. So uh, the Communist Party, this was in, uh, 2000 and at the beginning, the very be- so at the end of 2017, they passed this legislation that took effect in the beginning of 2018. Um, and it was it was new regulation religious regulations, and these re- the religious regulations essentially wanted uh, tried to clamp down on the house churches. And when we say house church, it's important it's important to uh, understand that. Um, they're no longer a lot of these churches are no longer meeting in houses. So after the after the revolution, the cultural revolution, these people who were sent out to the you know villages are start coming back to the cities, and there's this migration, this um, urbanization that happens, and so we start seeing a lot of these city churches that uh, and the, the the you know the church might have five hundred people and they're renting office spaces and but there's we still call them house churches. They're unregistered. Yeah, uh, with the church. Okay. So, so that's the kind of the, dis- the, the, the distinction is they're just unregistered. Yeah, churches. just unregistered. So yeah. some people trans, you know, just translate it as as unregistered church. Um, uh, and so, um, okay, well, I forgot where I was going with this. What was the question? <laughs> There's something changing now. Right. So. Oh, right. The religious, right. The re- yeah. regulations change. Right. Okay. So, so then, uh, this regulations now, uh, these new religious regulations that were passed, uh essentially drew the line in the sand and say, okay, we're serious now. Uh, either you join the three self church or we shut you down. And uh, the, one of the movement, these, these, these city churches, these urban churches, um, one of the, one of the big um, sort of, uh, rev- I don't know if I keep using the word revolution. This isn't really revolution. This is a, a movement. Um, that occur- has occurred over the last 15 years in China. Uh, the, the kind of the first one was a reformed movement. So the church reformed theology came in through these urban churches and started attracting a lot of uh, not the peasant p- 
peasants, but the learned people, the college professors, you know, the doctors, mm. and uh, really attracted to to church history um, and tying, you know, the Chinese Christian experience to this larger past um, and identifying themselves with, you know, this these their foreign origins, which in the in the Communist Party's eyes is is scary. So the Communist Party, anything foreign is a threat, right? It's a threat to their autonomy. And so here you've got these Christians now who are, who are saying, I'm not first and foremost a Chinese person, first and foremost a Christian. And my father, my real, you know, my, strictly speaking, you know, my, my father is not Confucius. My father is Calvin, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so they're, uh, they're viewing themselves, you know, through these spiritual lenses and identifying themselves primarily, you know, as, as, um, as part, to, part of this Western tradition. And that is a threat on, on the communist party's, you know, goal of, uh, you know, trying to, yeah. uh, tie all, you know, make the people dependent on, on them and, uh, you know, create their own civilization. And you got these people trying to, you know, do this other thing. So, so that was one, um, one, th- one threat. And then you've got this, another threat, another kind of movement was an ecclesia- ecclesiastical, uh, movement, um, where they're wanting to, the churches, the urban churches, um, are wanting to create, uh, these church, they're, they're wanting to recover a, a, a true ecclesiology, a, um, a historical ecclesiology where you've got, you know, elders, and you know you've got a system of el- uh, a, a um, group of elders, you know, a session of elders, and and a government church government that's exercising church discipline, and, um, and even even this you know church government, you know that's a that's scary for the communist party. You know you've got this this independent group of people who've got their own they've got their own money they're making their you know they're earning their own money, and they've got you know directing their own funds. Um, Doing their own thing completely outside of our. This oversight. seems like autonomy to me. Yeah, it sounds like autonomy, <laughs> right? And and so um, so these 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 factors made the Communist Party really scared. So they said, okay, we gotta clamp down on these guys. And so they passed these new religious regulations that give the people a choice. So either either you join the Three Self Church or you we're shutting you down. And so this has this sparked this new wave of. What year did that really start? So it started at the very beginning of 2018. Okay, 2018. Yeah, last okay. year. So Coming up on two years of that. Coming up on two years of that, yeah. Okay. Now, what is the relation to that? Because that started, but that, and it was actually getting a lot of attention, especially yeah. with one particular church, if I remember right. Right. And then the Hong Kong stuff started. Right. Those are not exactly related, but they rhyme. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah, they're not related. To, um, and it's 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 uh, helpful to understand. Um, I, I read one commentator who I think was spot on. He said this persecution against the church is not really because people will say, well, that's a religious persecution, and the Hong Kong isn't religious persecution. But the persecution against the church isn't primarily religious persecution. It's what they're concerned about is not religious freedom. They're concerned about freedom of assembly. Hmm. And uh, this, uh, you know, the, ecclesi- the ecclesiology um, side of things, you've got the, you know, this, this independent government essentially operating outside of the control of the Communist Party, which is the same thing that Hong Kong is happening in Hong Kong. The Hong right. Kong people are saying, 
look, we have our own government. We have our own laws and you can't tell us, you know, what to do. Um, and so, so that's how they rhyme. That's, that's where the similarity lies. Yeah. It seems like we in, in the West have had the advantage of, um, I feel like the church and state stuff, it gets really blurry Yeah, when there's this kind of distance. Right. And when you have a government who doesn't quite say that, you know, we're not the they would never say we're between you we're god and man you know we right. we like they would never say that because we live in a world where we have his, a history of saying no jesus is that right we live downstream far enough that nobody really remembers that that's why we say that <laughs> or why you know that that kind of break would be there but uh it's been helpful for me with china to think like no i mean a government like that is claiming every sphere of your life yeah and any kind of break, any kind of autonomy is a threat to their control. So whether it is something like Hong Kong, which seems like, well, that seems more governmental rather than religious, but it is religious at its core. Right. It is. Yeah. And, and this was, um, uh, so th- uh, the, the pastor Wang Yi that, that I mentioned earlier, um, this is his, this is his main point too, is, you know, at the, at the core of any culture is worship and so the question, if you want to, if you want to understand the, if you want to understand a culture, you find out what they worship. And so, if, for, from his perspective, the Chinese, the Chinese people, Chinese culture, it's about the worship of these three, worship of the emperor, you know, worship of Confucius, the Confucian tradition, and uh, worship of ancestors, family worship. Uh, and <clears throat> the right now, the what's what's sparking all of this is is a conflict with the worship of the emperor that's the mm-hmm. and this is something that hasn't happened yet in chinese i mean it it started happening with the arrival of the protestants in in the 1800s um and and it's coming into relief uh, more clearly now it's interesting when you think about you mentioned like the the missionaries coming in 600 yeah and i mean if you put yourself back there rulers have no problem saying no i'm but it's god and then it's me right. and then it's you right <laughs> yeah yeah uh and then so you have catholics come over and they're like well kind of we have a pope you <laughs> yeah know? right uh, yeah yeah and then you know the protestants come and it's just like uh no yeah <laughs> that's not actually how it works at all because it, it is i mean uh the you can imagine that the catholic the catholic theology where that you've got the vatican is its own government you know it is its own country and the pope has a a he is a religious leader and a political leader, hmm. and uh, and uh, in some sense you can you can point to lots of uh, not just the pope but lots of kings and in, in, in Western history that had that same that same thing. So so in their mind, um, you know the yeah the emperor in China he's a religious leader he's a priest and he's a king, and yeah. you know they can kind of make it work. It doesn't it doesn't sound strange. But then the the Protestants come and they're like. No, it's not how it works, my friend. Yeah, it is interesting, you know, with the you you know the the Facebook debates and everything else, and people that are worried about Christians, especially. I feel like maybe in our world, yeah, you know, if I I feel like you know if I, I have particular family members, if they heard like really what we think, well, did you see the did you see the article that I think it was like the Christchurch was just in the some article, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, where it's like, oh, they really believe like the Great Commission, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, but one of those things. But you know, everybody that loves the the division between church and state. I mean, like Christians 
are made that. Right. Like that yeah. only comes with a god man. Right. Otherwise, somebody's got to fill the god man position, and it sounds like China or any other government is like, oh, we would like that role. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's a common, I feel like a common misconception of Christians want to tear it down when it's like, no, we'd like to keep it where it is. Yeah. And um, so so what what's happened? Um, the gov- the government strategy now uh, against the church is apparently to make examples out of a few select churches. So they so they're they're finding who are the who are the loudest voices in the house church movement who are you know uh, advocating for these things, and we're going to oppress them very very clearly make it make it make an example of them, and hopefully scare everybody else into complying to Got it. these regulations. Um, and so you mentioned this church, and this is this is the same. This is the church of Pastor Wang Yi that I mentioned. Uh, it's called Early Rain Covenant Church. Early Rain, Early Rain Covenant Church. And uh, uh, by the way, any, anybody who wants to kind of follow their story, you can. Go, they have there, there's a Facebook page called um, Pray for Early Rain Covenant Church, and they have, there's like regular updates you can you can read and f- find out uh, what's what's going on there. And there's a lot of other documents on other like China partnership. They've got it. They've got some good uh, resources on early rain. So anyway, we'll make sure there's a link for that, like in the show notes. Oh, good. Okay. Something. So, um, <clears throat> but, uh, to give you an example of, uh, so the government ha- has been early rain coming at church before all this. I mean, they, they have had, they were pushing a lot of these new reforms in, within the Chinese church. So the, the reform theology, they started their own reform seminary, um, the ecclesi- ecclesiastical kind of movement uh, promoting uh, the, the Presbyterian church. Uh, and the, the earlier house churches, just it was just essentially a glorified Bible study. And, uh, you know, there was no church government. But then here, then here you got this church promoting this church government. Um, there's other other aspects. Education is a big one. Christian education, where you've uh, no no time in in since the com- communists took over has there been any any push really to uh, promote Christian education. They they come, took over the Christian schools uh, in 1949, and Christians have just been kind of content sending their children to the government schools and you know educating them at home since then, much like in in the U.S. I was gonna say most U.S. Christians are gonna say like. What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> but but I think I think most American Christians would understand. It's a little bit the problem is a little clearer when the you're stark, talking. Yeah, about, you're yeah, exactly a, right. A, a, and I, that's what I wanted to finish with at some point was just saying like it's nice to have these examples because American Christians need them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cuz you you think you think oh what's wrong with the government schools, you know? Uh but when the government starts when their when their ideology Starts changing, uh, you know, or they 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 decide we want to we want to impose more of our ideology, you know, than we were doing before. Well, you you've already sort of locked yourselves in the system, and you're and now you're stuck with those. You're stuck with yeah. those, yeah. And so, uh, so early Rain Covenant Church started this movement to create Christian schools, um, and which is. Actually, that's been one of an uh, one of the primary sort of um, but really contentious point um, for the government is are these Christian schools because they're taking Chinese children out of the government's indoctrination system. Yeah, how can how can the government instill its own values when there's n- there's no the school they don't have the outlet of the schools to do so. Um, 
And so, uh, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of classical Christian education, classical education, which is another reason why I really love this church is they're promoting uh, classical Christian education, not just any Christian education, but they're wanting to uh, bring classical education uh, to the Chinese church. And, and so, so early reign was really just a hotbed for, you know, that was the most obvious target for the government to... to Where was to, early reign located? It's in Chengdu, okay. uh, which is right in, on a map. It's kind of right in the middle. It's where the pandas are. Okay, where so. the pandas are. All right. <laughs> uh, so the government had been, has been, uh, you know, monitoring, monitoring this church and, uh, you know, the, the police will come to the service every day, every Sunday to record Pastor Wang Yi and, um, uh, and so they, they've kind of been monitoring and strategizing and they've tried different ways to, you know, shut things down and, and long story short, never, not, nothing, nothing worked. And, but the thing that really, uh, sort of initiated this, uh, and we know, uh, there, there's, there've been reports that, um, this is the case that what really, when the, the moment when, you know, Xi Jinping says, you know, lay down the hammer, you know, was Wang Yi in a sermon named, he directly named Xi Jinping and he said, you know, Xi Jinping is persecuting the Chinese church and if he doesn't repent, he will perish. And, uh, hmm. and in, in the context, in, in context, you can, you can find this clip on, on YouTube, on, uh, the Facebook page that I, I mentioned, um, and the context is, you know, all of us have to, all sinners need to repent and, and you know, but he, he specifically names the, the evil of the, uh, the communist party in their persecution against the church. And, uh, and he says, we have the responsibility to tell Xi Jinping that he is a sinner, that he has offended God, and that if he doesn't repent, he will perish. And, uh, and so he's you know, very, sort of, very you know, f- f- full of emotion. You know, he's, he's saying, you know, if Xi Jinping doesn't repent, he will perish. And, and so this is what pushed him over the edge, you know, pushed Xi Jinping over the edge, pushed the government over the edge, and... So in December of last year, 2018, they uh, they raided the church. They took over the buildings, all of the schools, the seminary. They arrested um, the numbers, uh, well over 300 people from the church, and uh, put put over 50 of them in jail. Some of them for many months. Um, is and, that the majority of the church? How many, like, how so many? the the church is about 500 people. Okay, uh, yeah. and five six hundred and uh, and then uh, they, there's been there's been all kinds of you know, monitoring. They'll send police to the homes to just sit out, just literally just sit outside of the, the the doors of their homes all day, and you know either keep them from leaving or or follow them when they leave. Um, there's uh, one of the families, their their children, their foster children were taken away from them. You know, there's their beatings. There's all all kinds of things that the government was doing. Um, to su- to suppress the church, and uh, right now Wang Yi is um in in jail awaiting trial. Actually, his trial uh just this is news that kind of broke. His trial should be beginning very soon. Um, uh, and uh, you know what's 
we're not sh- no we're n- nobody knows you know what the results of that are going to be but probably at least you know no. 10 years in prison or yeah. something um uh but the um last year the uh, early Wangi um uh he he drafted a um statement as a joint declaration uh and this de- declaration essentially says we aren't going to join the three self church um that the church is independent of the state um it's the government the government has no right to control uh the church and we will we we will submit to the government as you know the god's appointed authority over us but we will not submit to the uh, to to any regulations that require us to forsake these you know biblical teachings that, that require us to worship the emperor and uh so many a number of churches throughout China and then sign this joint declaration. And so we've, uh, if you if you look at the churches that sign it and the churches that have been cracked down on, and there's a clear correlation that they're kind of using this this document as the the uh, the guide for you know who to target. Um, so early reign is not the only one that's experienced this. There are other churches throughout China, um, but early reign seem appears to be the most severe example with the, with the kinds of. Uh, I mean, there's they're, they've been the government's even been uh, hiring um mob mafia uh not mob, mafia to uh uh intimidate members trying uh so the this has happened multiple times with different fam- with different families well the guy a guy you know knocks on the door and full of tattoos you know and intimidating them to say you know you got to move out you got to move out of here uh you know the uh the landlord you know they make up some excuse you know with the um you know the la- the landlord uh is uh, you know borrowed my money or something and and uh, uh he's in debt and so i'm you know he he's i'm repossessing this you know and you've got you got me so there's, they they have different different methods that they're using um uh, sometimes intimidating just christian landlords you know and then the landlords have to kick out the family so they're, they're kicking them out of their homes and and going to their workplaces and talking with their you know saying telling their bosses oh, that these people are members of cults uh, and so you got to fire them so there's there's all kinds of methods and so it's it's pretty bad for early reign other churches um it's important for your audience to know too that like this isn't the normal experience for christians yet um in right. china so it's these are those specifically targeted right strategically planned exactly yeah so uh, because you'll you'll see, you know, some foreigner might, you know, American will you know go to China and you know visit a church and be like, hey, they haven't had any problems with, yeah. you know, what's the deal? He gets to take the hot take back to America, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. So we've been talking a lot about uh, unregistered or the house churches, and especially the ones you mentioned that signed that joint statement. Mm-hmm. So the but the the three three self the three self church. Mm-hmm. So. How do they play in all this? So the the three self church. I compare the three self church to kind of a modern cath a modern day Catholic church in the in, in the sense of, um, you go to a, there, there are a lot of believers Catholics that don't know what the Catholic Church teaches, yeah. right? So so you can find you can find you know real Christians in the Catholic Church that um, that are born again, and if you ask them to explain the gospel. They would probably give you a, a, probably be a simplified version, but they would give you the basic 
the basic gospel and uh, I believe Jesus died for sinners, da da da. Um and uh but that's that's because they're ignorant of sort of what are the, what are the that the the main teachings on justification, for example, in the Catholic Church, they um they don't know what the Catholic Church officially believes, and it's good enough for them to you know, get by. And so the for the for for a lot of believers in China, they go to the Three Solid Church, and they don't even really know that it, there's a problem. Um, the pastor may be actually preaching the gospel, and you know, in in some churches. And uh, and there's not a, no, there's not a big issue. Um, the so the the critique against the three self church isn't you go to any of these churches and they're just completely corrupt and they're sure. they're, they're preaching oh, worship Xi Jinping. Um, it's it's an institutional issue. Uh, you know that all of these all of the three self churches have signed up have whether they know it or not they have said we are subservient to the communist party the, the communist party has established these other these two oversight sort of uh committees organizations to oversee the three self church and um and they direct the seminaries the three self seminaries and everything and the theology which uh I'll get into in just a sec um so the uh there's not like a, a necessarily a, a hot debate you know, if if a if a house church christian Sits down next to a three self Christian, they're not going to be like, oh, you're, you know. Yeah, there's, right. there's still fellowship between a lot of the the Christians in the two the two churches, um, but there are, there are really bad three self churches and really vocal, three self pastors criticizing Wang Yi and you know Wang Yi criticizing you know them, um, so those those debates happen, but, um, where the three self uh, and this, uh, this is becoming more and more clear now. So, uh, the way that the government, the Communist Party, is is, is trying to um, uh, sort of control the po- the populace in the in the Three Self Church is through a a program called of cynicization. 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 Cynicize means uh, if you know like sinology, so like Sino-American relation. You know, it just refers to China. So. Sinicization means the Chineseification of culture. So uh, this is this was Xi Jinping's uh, baby, and so they they for the last five years or so, um, uh, even less than that, maybe four years, um, he's been promoting this this uh, campaign of sinicization, which um, it's not just in the church; it's it's overall all Chinese society. But what they mean by it, so. It, it's under the pretense of sort of, we can understand it as like a rediscovering your roots kind of a thing. So uh, showing the world, flexing your muscles before the world, showing the world that we are, have our own rich history, our own civilization. You know, they, they like to pride themselves. You know, a longer history than, than any Western country, you know, they'll say 5,000 years and uh, s- scholars question you know, well what do you mean by china and what uh people some will say well we only have th- recorded really three thousand years but um anyway they they do have a long rich history with their own philosophers their own um you know governments and and uh all all sorts of things and uh and it's really interesting if you look if you study world history i mean you've got all this crazy stuff happening in the western world and you know in africa and 
Europe and all these wars and everything, and China's out of the picture. You know, it's China's is over there doing its own thing. <laughs> there's it's, emperors probably. And yeah, I mean, and, and there's a lot of, and it's it is kind of sad. I mean, uh, because I mean, there there's really amazing things that uh, happen in in China during this time that we're just we don't study, we aren't we're aware of, but um, they do have a really rich history and. But the government, the Communist Party, is using this to try and wean its people off of Western dependence, yep. and they want to to instill this kind of nationalism, patri- patriotic spirit, and they want to, The Communist Party wants to tie itself to China. When people think of China, they equate that with the Communist Party. That's the Communist Party's goal. Yeah. So, yeah. so the Confucius is the communist party's uh you know ancestor or it's or the communist party is the baby of confucius you know if you want to honor confucius then you honor the communist party um which is that which by the way is this whole thing is tied to a, a, a um traditional chinese uh idea of the mandate of heaven which uh and we have this similar thing in in western history too but um it, the idea is heaven god um shows us his will by if he's not happy with a ruler he'll deplace he 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 will uh, you know, kick the ruler off the throne and replace him with this other ruler and the essentially heaven reveals his will through the whoever is ruling and um and so if you know the, if the ruler gets killed and that was clear oh heaven wasn't happy with him and this new ruler is who you know heaven heaven likes and so so now the Communist Party is is trying to show, okay, we, heaven has appointed us as the rule, you know, and, and so we are God's will for you. And um, so uh, so they're, they're pushing the sinicization campaign. And in the church, um, you see this very clear. There's, there are lots of videos now coming out of, of uh, like they're changing the hymnals. So... They're putting a lot of communist hymns in the hymnal. So, uh, so this you, is in the three self in the three self church. Yeah. So you've got you've got uh, congregations during church, you know, singing these patriotic, you know, sort of what you know our even it's not even like you know, like God bless America, not even like that. It's it's it would be like a song praising the Republican Party, you know, <laughs> uh, God bless the Republican Party, you know, yeah. that's what we're singing in church, and um, and so there's so that's one example of how they're doing this, but they're, they're, uh, they can, they can find Bible verse that by speaking of Bible, they're, they're retranslating the Bible. Do they have a, oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but they, they, uh, are putting this under the banner of contextualization. Right. And we can find examples of, you know, Paul saying, I became a Greek to win the Greeks. And, right. you know, so the church needs to become Chinese if it wants to win the Chinese. And what does it mean to be Chinese? To be communist—that's what it means to be Chinese. And, <laughs> and it means to be thieves. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And so, uh, and so, the theology, um, the the actually the three self church published uh, the government published uh, the the committee overse- overseeing the three self church published a document a year or two ago. It was the ten the ten year plan for the sinicization of Christianity in China, and it's really frightening if you if you read it and it's like and they're really direct and they're, they're it's it's you know it's like um uh instill 
instill communist, uh, a love for communist values in all of the pastors and and uh, indoctrinate the Christian children with uh, a love of their communist leaders. You know, it's it's like that kind of language. Pretty eerie. Oh, yeah, and and they're very clear on how they're going to do this. They're rewriting the 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 textbooks and the seminaries and uh, uh, you know retraining, having these pastoral training sessions on how to preach with you know socialist values and uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really frightening. So um, so the the three self church is clear. I've I, I've been to three self churches and the ones I've been to when I uh, when I did go to them were relatively good. They, I'd been to three self Bible studies and you know nothing that really clearly stood out as heretical or anything like that. But now I'm seeing all kinds of videos and reports of uh, terrible. Terrible preaching, you know, uh, heretical preaching, and and you know, just really messed up worship, um, and so this is drawing the line in the sand a little bit clearer for for Christians. You know, you must choose this day who you follow. Know, are you gonna are you gonna go the three self route? And there's there are I've seen t- multiple testimonies of people leaving the three self church because of this. And they're they're getting they're receiving news, obviously not from the the local media, but f- from the outside world of this persecution against the church and they're they're starting to see the the problem that wasn't so clear before so china's big mhm and one of the like notorious faults of communism and you mentioned the control of every aspect of life there's no room for autonomy right the way that god made the world you can't do it <laughs> right so it's it's just inherently not going to work. Yeah. And so are they are there areas where like people it's obvious these are not cuz China like I said China's big. You mentioned that was right in the center where yeah. the pandas are. Yeah. So like how quickly did it happen that he heard that sermon? Are they getting more efficient? <laughs> are they This is one of the notorious aspects of of communism socialism is when you put the government in charge of everything they're incredibly inefficient uh-huh. you know it's like you can't manage such a large pe- and china's huge right right and so like so uh and so in some in some sense like that works to the advantage of christians in china it's like yeah. well they can't control all of us <laughs> right you know and uh and so they're having the government is the, i've seen i've seen commentators you know use the word panic you know that the government is panicking; things are getting out of their control. So um, we haven't talked about this yet, but uh, uh, another huge thing that's happening is in in Western China is the um, detainment of of Muslims. So they the government is um, they're concerned about the the Islamic ideology infiltrating Chinese culture, and so they have essentially created these internment camps for Muslims and they'll, they to their re-education camps is sometimes what they're called and they have their the New York Times is reporting that, they, that there have been millions millions in these camps and they have satellite images of these uh, essentially concentration camps people are comparing this you know to Nazi Germany and um, they are forced to go there and take you know in these classes and they aren't they won't leave until they won't be allowed to leave until they have changed their mind and so the so the government is is trying some extreme measures to to control and and um like 
CNN had a um, a reporter. They they did a an in depth thing of like what is life like in in Xinjiang is the city where this is really really bad. <laughs> it's like they had these checkpoints every everywhere and citizens have to walk through these checkpoints and you know, do the hand and eye recognition stuff and it's really just frightening the extent that the government's going to to try to control the the Islamic ideology uh and uh, and so you've got this kind of thing happening in in one part of China where really extreme uh really oppressive you know we're we're actually going to come into your home and pull you out of your home and we're going to do it with everybody to ensure that you know that this thinking it, you know doesn't spread yeah um but uh and and there's um i think uh that this is a kind of a they're doing experiments in different sections so we, you see this in a, a lot of other things like with for example the uh the um there's been reports on the this new uh, facial recognition uh, software in, in China that they're rolling out, uh, and the social credit system. I don't know if you heard of the social credit system, where they're, they're they essentially give everybody a social credit score, and if you do something bad, it goes down, <laughs> and then you can't like buy plane tickets or or wow. travel or whatever. And um, if you do good things, and you go and they're it's like a national FICO score. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but. The, to find out the best way to do this, they 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 section out different parts of China and they experiment in different you know maybe different city. They choose a city and say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we have this one this one version of our system and it's it's all tied to facial recognition, so they can track you wherever you go. And then there's a little number that's above your head, and they see what you buy in the store. So if you buy a lot of beer, then your score is going down because that suggests that you are wow. an alcoholic. And it's a it's some some of it gets really scary, but um. They, they find out their they they decide on these policies by experimentation. So they experiment in different parts of China. So so you end up with relatively one city who just happens to be be the free city, you know, the control or what you know whatever. And uh, and and so I think with um, that same kind of thing uh, is happening with the sort of persecution. How how are we going to control the the churches? Well. Um, were experimenting with different cities, so they they we know this is the case like in Chengdu that uh, it's a it's a local effort. It's not it's not so so the 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 um the high up higher ups you know the 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 president or the, the national government they will direct local cities say okay this is the the take the take the um methods that you're going to use and against the these your the the main Protestant churches. You're going to use these forces, and then it's the local, uh, it's the local authorities' uh, decision. Or it's their responsibility to, um, you know, do to fulfill the fulfill those requests. So, uh, I think there's there is some measure of um, delegation happening, where the government knows it can't control the whole country, and so uh, the national government, and so they. They give local jurisdiction, you know, lo- local authorities jurisdiction over a, a place, and say, okay, you you got the responsibility to take care of these guys, or you know, to use this level of of oppression, and um, and so that's what that's why you get uh, these. It's just like your neighborhood TSA. Yeah, you know, right. That's right. Like neighborhood TSA. That's right. Off your shoes. Yeah. 
And and so you know one one some Christians one city over are happily meeting together, and the right. police know about it, and nobody cares. And uh, uh, and that's because it's not a it's not a national thing where everybody's being c- controlled the same way. It's it's local authorities who have their own you know the government's given them their own directives to to do this. So. That's my that's my take. I'm not I'm not a national security expert or anything or a national, I don't know inter, whatever they call that. Right. That's what we that's what we need you to say for the podcast. He's not a national security <laughs> yes. agent. I'm not a national security agent. Let me make that clear. Um, okay. So as far as what's coming down the pike here, um, there's terms to these elections because what's his face got it elected mm-hmm. seven years ago however many yeah. years ago the chinese christians hope is in jesus and but is in terms of like relief from oppression what is their hope like is yeah. there a hope in the next election coming so, soon or how, I, what what is what's likely to happen in the next few years so i forgot I, I forgot to mention an important point when i said that uh xi jinping he modified the constitution he, he yes he got rid of term limits for the president, <laughs> for himself. <laughs> I mean, who did, who hadn't thought of this sooner? Yeah, right. Uh, I didn't know it could just be fixed. Yeah, he just erased erased that. So it used to be eight years, and now it's no years. Now it's a, it's indefinite, and uh, so this is another reason why the people call him Emperor C. And uh, so what's interesting is is before there was hope. It's like well. No matter how bad it gets, we always have hope that we can change. Our leader is going to change, you know. And uh, and so Pastor Wangi and a number of other Christians, they had actually um, drafted a a letter to Congress. They they wanted so they um, uh, early Rain Covenant Church and 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 others kind of associated with them. Their their um, political their. Uh, Sort of philosophy of of political reform is is do so lawfully. I mean, we're not we're not going to go out in the streets and you know protest and do. We're going to fight through the through the courts um, and appeal to the authorities. We have so China is a constitutional government. They have a constitution. So we're going to appeal to our constitution and say, look, you oppressing the church like this is unconstitutional. We have freedom of religion. Da da da. da and and so they. Um, that was their that was their strategy, uh, and when uh, the government or when President Xi Jinping said uh, changed the constitution, then Wang Yi says he realized it's really po- if if the authorities can change the constitution whenever they want at will, right. then what's the point in a, in appealing to the constitution? Um, they can just change the part that they don't like, and it now has his name on it. Now has his name on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so Pastor Wang Yi said, from that time on, uh, I have I've resolved. I'm just going to appeal f- to the Bible. So instead of instead of saying, you know, what you're doing here is wrong because it it uh, violates Chinese laws, I'm going to say what you're doing here is wrong because it violates God's law. Yeah. And so, um, so that's that's been. Uh, for for you know the those at the front lines of this uh, house church you know f- battle uh, movement, um, that s- appears to be 
the where the where the um solace their solace their 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 peace lies uh not in the hope of some some political reform anymore those that had it were kind of driven to despair like oh there's no hope now you know he's we're stuck with xi jinping for for our lifetime right um but there's hope in god and and uh wang yi one of the sort of outrageous things that he has said um so before he was um arrested uh he he knew he was gonna be eventually be in prison you know and so he wrote a I really highly recommend it. It's a, it's a brilliant letter. It's it's um called um, my declaration of faithful disobedience, and um, you can find it on Google. And in this, it's his it's his statement. It's his here I stand speech, and uh, he talks about this 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 problem of uh you know where do we put our hope you know we've and he's he's speaking to it's it's a he's speaking not just to the government saying this is this is my belief but he's speaking to the church he's saying this is why i'm i'm being in prison and um i've got i've got it here i'm going to read a few uh a few a couple paragraphs here and uh, this will give you a sense of how how the church or at least how uh he I, he doesn't obviously represent all christians in china but i think it's a it's a this sentiment um is one that many christians have as they look at Look at their own government with, you know, more and more. They see these. They have less and less hope in, in sort of political change. Uh, so here's here's what uh, Wang Yi says. On the basis of the teachings of the Bible and the mission of the gospel, I respect the authorities God has established in China, for God deposes kings and raises up kings. This is why I submit to the historical and institutional arrangements of God in China. As a pastor of a Christian church, I have my own understanding and views based on the Bible about what righteous order and good government is. At the same time, I am filled with anger and disgust at the persecution of the church by this communist regime, at the wickedness of their depriving people of the freedoms of religion and of conscience. But changing social and political institutions is not the mission I have been called to, and it is not the goal for which God has given his people the gospel. For all hideous realities, unrighteous politics, and arbitrary laws manifest the cross of Jesus Christ, the only means by which every Chinese person must be saved. They also manifest the fact that true hope in a perfect society will never be found in the transformation of any earthly institution or culture, but only in our sins being freely forgiven by Christ and in the hope of eternal life. As a pastor, my firm belief in the gospel, my teaching, and my rebuking of all evil proceeds from Christ's command in the gospel and from the unfathomable love of that glorious king. So he goes on to sort of explain his mission um, to the church and, and he, uh, and relating this, you know, he, he points out the, the evils of the, of the communist government um, and he makes this, this really an, an important point, I think, uh, toward, the, toward the end here. Um, he says, if this regime is one day overthrown by God, it will be for no other reason than God's righteous punishment and revenge for this evil. For on earth there has only ever been a thousand-year church. There has never been a thousand-year government. There is only eternal faith. There is no eternal power. Those who lock me up will one day be locked up by angels. 
those who interrogate me will finally be questioned and judged by Christ. Uh, and he, he goes, it's a, it's a really powerful uh, letter, but this, this idea that there's, there's no thousand-year government. Uh, this is even hard for, for Christians in America to kind of understand. We just think America is going to be around forever. Yeah. You know, and we're right. so young. Right. Uh, and, you know, just imagine like Rome at its, at its heyday, you know, somebody saying, you know, the, the Roman Empire is going to crumble. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. Uh, but but hey, if it does, it's the Christian's fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and, and just like Wangi pointed out, you know, Calvin said, you know, God's, Wicked rulers are God's uh, um, judgment on on wicked people, and mm. so um, so there's um, there is, and all of America just thinks about that, for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Uh, man, that's a whole that's a whole another episode there. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know, there's um, these Christians in China recognize, even though even though yeah. Okay. So I mean, from an earth, even from an earthly perspective. Okay. So maybe Xi Jinping is going to be president for life in China, and but he's going to die. Yeah. Right? He's going to die, um, and the guy after him is going to die. I mean, there's still there's there is still it's going to end sometime. But but I think the point Pastor Wang Yi is making is not even that. It's not even that you know these people are going to die out eventually. It's it's God and His providence rules history and the gospel will triumph eventually. Um, and that's where our hope is. It's, it's, um, we, we are just like, like him, you know, my duty as a Christian is to oppose evil. And so I'm going to do that regardless of what the cost is. It might be very costly, costly for me now at this time in this political environment. And the church in China needs to be willing to bear that cross. Um, uh, because our our goal is not in the moment now, you know. Our goal is not to change as a, as a Christian, especially as a pastor. He's speaking as a pastor. It's not to you know elect the right officials. Even that's that's a good duty uh, Christians and you know we, we do. But that's if we don't do that, it's not like we haven't fa- we failed our mission. You know right. today. Uh, right. If I if I die before transforming this government, then. You know, the, it's all for loss. It's all, it's yeah. all, it's all for not. No, my, my goal, my um, duty as a Christian is to bear witness to the cross of Christ. And sometimes, you know, the, that always comes through dying. And sometimes we, we come out of the resurrection. Bef- you know, we see the resurrection before we, we leave this, this world. Um, but sometimes we go through our whole life and we just experience, we just bear the cross. And we don't see the fruit of that in our lifetime. Uh, and that might be the case for Christians, you know, in China now. They might, before they die, they might not see uh, a a Christian regime in in China. They might not see the political reform that they're that they're hoping for. Um, but there's no need to despair, because we know who rules history, and uh, we know that the the Chinese government is not uh, omnipotent. Uh, it's not eternal. Uh, and so we, we put our hope in Christ. Um, and when you hear, when you hear, not just Wang Yi, but when you, when I read the, you know, other church members, when I read other, other, uh, pastors in China experience, they're, they're expressing the same sentiment. Like, in some sense, this has been, I've, I've heard others comment too, that this is, um, 
while this persecution is in some way a judgment on God, on China, it's also a mercy because um, uh, Wang Yi has commented before too that um, he he has been um, what's the word nervous for the church in China because there has been this 40 years since the Cultural Revolution of of peace where this 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 generation the generation that grew up during this time hasn't really known what it means to carry a cross. Um, they haven't experienced what their, what their fathers and mothers experienced you know, during the Cultural Revolution. And, and that the danger is you, you've got these cultural Christians you know, who, and, and some, many are leaving the church because of the persecution that's happening, but it's a, it's, it has a refining effect on the church. And, and so I've, I've seen multiple people sort of express that sentiment too, like this is a blessing for us because we haven't had the opportunity to suffer in this way for a while. And, uh, and we know that that's where God has blessed the Chinese church historically in the past is when we've, we've taken up our crosses and, and suffered. So there is, a, I think, a, a, it's, it's, there is hope in those words. Um, but again, every Christian is different, and you'll still find Christians who are just, like I, uh, I see on Facebook all the time, people say, you know, they'll, they'll find some, see some new news article and say, I want to leave China. I can't wait to get out of here. You know, and, and, and I want to say, like, I mean, when I see bad things happening there, I want to, I I'm like, man, I want to be there. <laughs> you know, and when, when some of these, some Christians are, you know, they're there and, and, it's, and it's understandable, but, you know, they're a, professor, a Christian teacher, you know, in a, in a college and, you know, the government has some new thing where they, you know, they, they have to teach some, you know, communist thing and they're, they're just fed up and frustrated and oh, I just want to get out of here. And, and that's understandable. Um, but, you know, you get the opportunity to bear witness to the cross of Christ. Like that's a, that's a, that's a great privilege. And it's uh, fleeing, fleeing the cross, fleeing the persecution isn't going to really solve it. It might make you a little bit comfortable, but that's what the only thing that's going to bring about real change in Chinese society is if you face that with courage. And, uh, and so that's what really encourages me about people like Wang Yi and, and members of Early Reign is, you know, you see them facing that, this opposition with faith. Uh, I'm not running from it, uh, and uh, but I don't want to glorify the church either. We can do that. Americans have a sort of a, an obsession with sort of glorifying martyrs in in a bad way. There's a, there's a good way to glorify martyrs, but there's also like um, making a martyr out of everything. Just relishing this, relishing being on the margins. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and uh, and we need to be careful. I I, I also read an, a, another pastor not from early rain, but uh, another church in Chengdu who said, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the persecution is a blessing for us. Um, but it's persecution itself isn't, isn't a blessing or a curse. It's, it's a blessing for some people and a curse for others. And yeah. he said, you know, there are people in our church mm. who are, have really fallen, you know, they've fallen headlong because of the persecution, they're doing really poorly spiritually, you know, um, and there's others who are thriving in it. And so what matters is not, is, is do we have persecution? It's am I walking with Christ? 
Right. If you're walking with Christ, then when persecution comes, you will you will thrive. Um, but if you're not walking with Christ, then the persecution is just going to expose that. Um, so we have to be careful of sort of seeing the persecuted church and just saying, praise God. When, you know, um, we should rejoice. And Jesus says rejoice. Um, but it's not just all you know, nice stories. There's, there's a lot of real suffering that the church is going through uh, and Christians are, are going through. So it's a, it hurt and the cross is painful. And uh, it's important to realize that, I think, too. Well, I'm humbled. Hmm. For sure. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. It's um, a privilege. I would love to to have you back when anything China happens. Keep us updated. Yeah, I'd love uh, to. I'm going to put the Early Rain Church Facebook Pray for Early Rain in the show notes. Okay. Is there anything else I can point people to? or? Uh yeah, I mean Google's your friend. Google. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, especially for with early rain. There's a lot of uh, news. I mean, all the major news organizations have have written on it. Uh, there's a uh, we can also you can also include a link to China Partnership. Okay. Uh, they have their their mission is essentially to translate um, resources from the Chinese church into English, so that we can get a sense of what are they saying on their Christian blogs and the you know in their uh, theological articles, you know, what are they talking about? And, uh, and they have some good resources that are kind of, uh, in summaries of what's going on there. So, um, yeah, you could, in, you can include that as well. There's also, uh, maybe one more we can include also that China source, um, they, they do something similar to China partnership, but that they give you, that gives you a little bit broader idea of, uh, the sort of in the realms of, of culture and politics, you know, what's, from a Christian perspective, what's what's going on? What are the important developments? Um, so China Source, China Partnership, and then uh, yeah, I think Pray for Early Rain Covenant Church. The Facebook page is a good good way to kind of examine, just look at one church. What's one church going through there? All right, right. Amal. Thank you, man. Yep. Thank you.